Welcome to the SSU Career Chat, brought to you by the Sonoma State University Career Center. I'm Matt. And I'm Callie. Thanks for listening in. If you're wanting to learn more about major to career exploration or career outlook, then you're in the right place. We've got a great episode for you all, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the SSU Career Chat. Thanks for tuning in, listeners. It's Callie, back with more exclusive interviews. You might have noticed that this episode is a bit longer than our episodes usually are, and that's because we have an extra interview for you. Who doesn't love a little bonus content once in a while? Today we have four interviews from graduates of Communications and Media Studies. These successful folks include a marketing associate at Warner Brothers for DC Direct, a youth leadership and special events manager, a multimedia journalist and anchor at 49ers Cal High Sports, and a New York Times best-selling author. Stick with us as we listen to each alumnus tell the story of how they went from a comms major to a fulfilling career. Our first interview is with Amanda, a marketing associate at Warner Brothers for DC Direct. DC Direct is the toys and collectibles brand for DC Comics. All right, Amanda, we are recording. Yay. <laughs> um, so how I ended up at Sonoma State, so actually it's kind of like a family legacy type thing, I guess. My brother actually went to Sonoma State um, a few years before I did, and I just fell in love with it. Um, you know, I'm from originally from here in Los Angeles, where I, where I currently am again, um, but you know, I just really, I wanted a change of scenery, and um, I already kind of knew the school, and I there was a guy I kind of liked there at the time. And also I had, um, I was on dance team in my high school. And so I saw that Sonoma State also had a dance team, the Sapphires. I don't know if they're still there, but um, we, I, I, I auditioned and I made the dance team. So it was kind of just like everything fell into place and um, I got accepted finally. It's weird, I got accepted on the dance team before I actually got accepted into the school. So that's just <laughs> I got accepted. Um, so yeah, that's how I ended up there. It's kind of like a fam family school, I guess. Awesome. Yeah. And when you first got to Sonoma State, what did you want to do after you graduated? Well, I always, I always knew I wanted to come back to Southern California, um, just because I love LA and growing up here and, you know, Sonoma State's very different. I'm not sure where you're from, but, to, you know, we're all in California, but it's a completely different world. Um, of course. Yeah, it's like so much farm and, and a slower pace of life than here in California, <laughs> or Southern California. Um, so I always knew I wanted to move back and I always kind of I always knew I wanted to be in the entertainment industry somehow. Um, and I, again, I was always kind of like a nerd my whole life, but I, I never realized you can kind of turn that into a career. Um, and entertainment, it was perfect because, you know, that's where basically every cool, nerdy pop culture thing stems from is entertainment. So, um, yeah, that, that's definitely, I knew I wanted to move back after, after graduating. Wonderful. And what do you do right now? So I currently work at, um, well, so Warner Brothers, which is the major movie studio here in Burbank, California, um, but I'm kind of, I guess you can consider a subsidiary, so DC Entertainment, so the comic book company that created Batman, Superman, Wonder Woman, um, all of the best awesomest characters ever, it's not even a word, but they are the awesomest. Um, and yeah, I run, I do, so my current title is a marketing associate, and I 
basically run um, all of our social media channels specifically for the DC Direct brand, which is the toys and collectibles side of DC Comics. So for all those action figure collectors and statues, I run all the social media, I write, you know, build up our whole website. I am having, I, well, not this year, sadly, but I've had the opportunity to go to all the cool like San Diego Comic-Con conventions and work those and interact with fans. Um, so pretty much just brand marketing and specifically social media. Wonderful. It sounds very exciting. Yeah. And <laughs> on your journey to this career while you were at Sonoma State, did you encounter any obstacles or frustrations with your studies and how did you get through them? Were there school services that helped you or? Yeah, um, so I went into Sonoma State actually un decided as my major. Um, luckily, the dancing thing that I talked about helped a little bit because um, I had, you know, some extracurricular activities. But I was, you know, just thinking and even my sophomore year, I was still kind of undecided and I was kind of debating, do I want to be like a business maybe major or communications? And I'm actually, I mean, a lot of people say they can't tell, but I'm a really shy person. So the thought of being a communications major actually kind of scared me because I was like, oh no, like, it's gonna be a lot of public speaking. I don't know, I don't like that. Obviously the title of the major is communications, but I finally chose that because you know, I was able to, I, I believe I was able to meet with a counselor um, at Sonoma State in the communications department. And yeah, I saw these cool, you know, it wasn't just gonna be public speaking. There was a lot of cool like film and TV classes and the Sonoma State Star newspaper and all that, um, which I did end up joining my junior and senior year as um, a features editor and online editor. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it, um, the decision really came from myself, but I think there were um, good outlets at Sonoma State to try and help guide students to what path they wanted to be on. Oh, that's so good to hear for students listening. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing that you can get the help to figure out what you want to do. Yeah, totally. So how did you learn about the job opening for your current position? Was there a job search strategy? So, okay, so this is where the hard part comes in. So it wasn't so much college itself, but it's definitely after you graduate, I hate to say it, um, not to be the bearer of bad news, but it is rough. Um, I didn't land this job until about, okay, so I graduated in 2014. My first full-time job, so the one where I started DC Comics, happened three years later. Um, and the whole, whole time I had been looking for work, luckily I had actually began temping at um, Warner Brothers through like a temp agency. So I was able to really um, work in so many different departments of the studio before actually landing my first full-time job at the studio. The hard part is though, and I have to stress, I can't stress this enough, is you need connections um, and you need, it's really all about who you know. I was really lucky my mom's a school teacher and one of her students' parents worked at Warner Brothers. So luckily that person was able to really help get me in and you know, she gave me a tour of where she worked and told me about the temp agency. Um, so I would just recommend to, you know, everyone listening, <laughs> you know, utilize LinkedIn, um, really make those connections. Um, even if like your mom's cousin, sister, someone, you know, works at some place you want to work, really, really go after that. I mean, that's unfortunately, I'm, I don't think it's just the entertainment industry, but it's a lot of industries. It's just like all about who you know, <laughs> kind of. While I was temping, um, 
before I landed the, the full-time job, it's because I had started to know a lot of different people around the studio. So that really helped. So even like after college, if you can even get more internships or tempting opportunities, I would definitely recommend that because that's how you can network with a lot of different people. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so connections are very important with helping yeah. you do what you want to do. Yes, totally. Connections are key. Do you find the job market for this position, your major, to be competitive? Um, I think it is competitive because a lot of people do join the communications major. But again, I think there are a lot of different um, opportunities you can do with that major. So, you know, I would say even like I have experience, a lot of experience with writing just because being on the school newspaper and, you know, even at DC Comics where I am now, I write a lot of like comic book reviews for the the website and stuff, but I still also, I've dabbled in like PR and at Sonoma State, or I was, I was on the um, Primitivo PR group that you guys have. And, you know, so I think there's so many different avenues you can take with the communications major that I think, yes, it's competitive, but there's a lot of jobs like that are available um, that you can choose from. Excellent. And do you think there are other majors that could be appropriate for your position? Um, so that's actually funny. So my husband, who I met at Sonoma State <laughs> on the school newspaper, he was an English major. Um, but we're actually finding that we uh, applied a lot of the same jobs, actually, um, because especially in communications, writing is super important, you know, grammar and um, that creative kind of mindset, um, storytelling, being creative is really overlapping. So I think communications major, English major, maybe a little business major, because, you know, with business, it's, you know, about brand management. Um, I think, yeah, I think those three can all kind of all combine. But the great thing about just communications in general is, like I was saying before, it kind of is all encompassing for a certain job. So I think communications is a really, um, it's a really good major if you're like me or you kind of don't really know what you want to do yet. But <laughs> yeah, it has the vibe that you need. <laughs> And we're almost done. I just want to know if yeah. you have any parting words for our listeners, something you'd like them to know. Oh, yeah. Well, just have fun at Sonoma. I wish um, I wish I could go back for such, such easier times. But um, <laughs> yeah, like I said before, I think, you know, actually one of the things I guess I wish I did do more when I was in college was internships. I did have one like the second half of my senior year. But I think it would have been helpful to maybe come back to LA during a summer and like try to get an internship at a movie studio or somewhere. So I think try to do as many internships as you can, because that's something I wish I, I had done more. I think that would have actually helped me a little bit. Um, and yeah, just try to network, try to create those connections. And um, that's really, that's really my best advice. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on here and speaking to us. You have a very exciting job and I think it's been beneficial for our listeners to hear about an area of communications maybe they haven't thought about. I mean, marketing is a big thing. Yeah. And especially, you know, like I said, never thought I would be able to make a career out of all my nerdy passions, you know, like all the, you know, toys, video games, entertainment, movies, TV. It's, it's really fun. So I'm really glad I can turn all my, my passions into something I can actually make money for. <laughs> but thank you so much. Our second interview is with Bevan, 
who is a Youth Leadership and Special Events Manager. All right, Bevan, we are recording. Okay. Um, so I, so I'm gonna say it was not originally my first choice. I really wanted to go to private school, um, but my parents didn't want me to graduate with $200,000 in debt. So I w went and visited Sonoma State. I'm like, this will work, you know, it's college. Um, but I ended up loving the community. I loved how small it was, how beautiful the campus was, how you could just easily walk across it. Um, it wasn't like a city. Um, and then I just loved Sonoma County. Um, when I moved off campus, I lived in, lived in Santa Rosa and I just love how beautiful it is out there, how pretty it is. And it's just such a unique place that you feel like you're in a city, but it's still a nice small community um, with great people. I That's agree. I it's got great. At Sonoma State. Yeah, it's got great balance. Yeah. So when you first got to Sonoma State, what did you want to do after you graduated? So I wanted to do or like be in political communications and like political campaigns. Um, I definitely like jumped around from like even like when I applied to by the time I was like done my first year. Um, but I really just thought like political campaigns and communications would be really cool. And my life would be really weird right now if that's what I got into, it'd be a bit crazy, but that's what I thought would be the most interesting. So when did you know what career you wanted to pursue? Like what you're doing now, when did you decide to pursue what you're doing now? I think, well, I did my whole bachelor's degree in three years. So everything was a bit rushed. Um, so I decided my, second year, which would have been my junior year, of what I wanted to do. So I'm in event planning now. So my position title is Youth Leadership and Special Events Manager uh, for a career technical student organization in our state. Um, and so I knew I wanted to go into event planning, kind of like the end of my junior year. And so it's kind of related to comms, but it was kind of an avenue that I had no idea that I would ever want to do. How did you learn about it? Um, it more happened. I was in the organization when I was in high school. And so I kind of kept in contact with people. And one day they said, do you want to work for us? So my uh, beginning of the sec second year of college, I started like really part time with them of helping out on with the youth leadership and helping out on an event. And I did that for the next two years. And then when I graduated, they kind of just kept giving me more stuff and making me more of a conference coordinator. Uh, for my senior sim class, for our senior project, I planned a mock three-day conference. Um, so it was definitely a bigger project than everybody else's since I had to plan a full three-day conference, all of the lesson materials, and make a website. Um, and so I was able to still use some of the comms ideas in there, but that's kind of when I was just like, this is what I want to do. And I was really just like making myself open to possibilities that I didn't know existed. Sounds like your ambition has really served you well. It has, and it's got me into work that I didn't know I would ever want to do. And it's a very stressful job at times. That's good to hear. It sounds like that's what you want. You want to be challenged, but you want to feel satisfied with your work at the same time. Yeah. Definitely. So did you encounter any obstacles or frustrations with your studies? And how did you get through those challenges to become as successful as you are today? 
I found kind of my age since I was always younger than everybody else in the in my classes um, since I did three years and then my birthday was just at the end of the school year so I technically finished my classes and then turned 21 a few days later so I finished college at age 20 so I was just in like senior sim classes with a lot older people and I was the like young kid there so that was kind of hard I also you know the normal struggling to get into classes sometimes with my advisors would kind of like help me out there and get me access codes and stuff um but I didn't find too many challenges I kind of more brought them on myself of wanting to do really well with grades to get scholarships <laughs> and stuff but that was kind of my own doing so did you use any campus resources to help you prepare for your career um I definitely used my advisor just to like you know, bounce ideas off of and to keep me motivated and to kind of show me like more possibilities of what I could do of like furthering my education once I got out of college. But I didn't use too many others since I was kind of like it kind of started my career when I was already in college. So it was a weird transition. <laughs> um, just one day now you work more. Would you recommend starting early in what you're interested in to other students? Yeah, I got my first internship um, my freshman year. Uh, so I did four internships throughout college. Um, wow. I did one like second semester freshman year, two over that summer, and the following summer I had one. So by the time everybody was doing their internship senior year, I had already finished four of them. <laughs> um, so I would definitely say like, don't wait until senior year to do internships since I found out I wanted to pursue a career in event planning because of my internships and even though most of them were technically listed as communications internships they were more event planning and so I know since like applying for internships gets so competitive um, you have people like me who started three years before everybody else so our resumes are already being built way sooner um, and it just helps you to get to know people and get ideas because there's so many jobs out there that aren't what you would think of like stereotypical types of jobs for comms students. Um, but there's like a whole field of like the unknown kind of. And so just like put yourself out there and start, start getting the connections earlier and start building your resume sooner. So you got your current position through connections you had already made. How did that happen? Um, I kind of just kept my face around and I knew that sometimes your interviews last a really long time when they're not an official meet me at this time and you're going to, uh, we're going to talk. It's more, we're going to give you an opportunity to so say like an internship and we're going to see how you do. And every single day of that internship is your interview. So they're seeing how you work, how you communicate and building trust and building relationships with you and then they'd be like oh you've actually proven yourself more than just saying in an interview that i'm good at these skills which we all say and so it kind of just happened like that that they put a little bit of trust in me and faith and let me see what i could do um and then through the two years that i was still in college working with them i was able to accomplish a lot and learn a lot and then as soon as I graduated, 
they gave me some really big uh, projects to work on with lots of responsibility. Um, so it was really just building the trust and proving that even though I am really, really young to be a conference coordinator in the industry, that doesn't really stop me because I've shown them all that I could do. Wow. Are there other majors that could be appropriate for your position? I'm um, definitely anything related to hospitality, tourism, recreation, because that's the field that it technically is. Sonoma State doesn't offer that field, um, but I feel any liberal arts major really um, is super helpful. I actually, after I graduated, went and did a certificate program at San Francisco State for event management, which I think is, even for any comms major of, after you graduate, if you don't necessarily wanna go straight on and get a master's, of see if there's certificate programs at um, through like extended ed at any of the CSUs or at a community college and do some there's like even a semester of like straight focused work on a specific industry um, if you didn't get enough in your bachelor's and just continue your education. Awesome thank you it sounds like you've given us a lot of advice and a lot for our listeners to think about getting ahead and You've been very successful with that. I like that you're very young for what you do, but you seem very confident and happy with your work. And I think that's what we all want. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. You're so welcome. It's been really fun talking with you and learning how you got to where you are now. I know. I wish the best of luck to all of our comm students listening and just hope they stay open to whatever opportunities come their way. Hey listeners, we know it's been a tough year for networking and planning careers. In acknowledgement of this, the Sonoma State Career Center has an exciting event planned for you all. Presenting the Fall Virtual Career Fair. That's right, you can still attend the career fair this year virtually. The fair is taking place on November 10th, 2020 from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on Handshake. You will have the chance to meet with employers, discover new career opportunities, and interact with recruiters through video, audio, or chat. You can pre-schedule for one-on-one -on -one time or group sessions with employers you are interested in, or you can simply join an open session on the day of the fair. We will have 30 employers attending. You can view the event, register, and attend on Handshake. You can register at bit.ly vcf underscore fall 20. That's bit.ly vcf underscore fall 20. A big thank you to our hosts. Check it out on November 10th from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Our third interview is with Aubrey, who works in sports broadcasting as a multimedia journalist and anchor at 49ers Cal High Sports. All right, Aubrey, we are recording. So I, um, I was recruited to play softball. So I played four years on the softball team and, you know, enjoyed every minute of it. I had no idea um, what Sonoma State, where Sonoma State was before I got a email from one of the coaches, but I went and took my visit and I absolutely loved it. And um, basically that is why I got to Sonoma, but I'm pretty sure you'll have another question about why I, you know, chose the major I did. Yeah, my next question is going to be, when did you know what career you wanted to pursue? So how did you even get, choose your major? 
Yeah. So I knew that I wanted to be in sports broadcasting since I was probably 14. Um, a, I was probably a freshman in high school and it was because of, of, I think she's an associate professor now for comms, Amy Gutierrez, Amy G from the Giants. Oh, I know her. Yep. Yeah, I know. I'm so jealous. She now like teaches classes, but I basically am where I am because of Amy G. Um, I was watching the Giants go through their, you know, their run in 2010. You know, I was watching her report on the really good games and having, you know, the players like mess around with her. And I was like, oh my gosh, that is just, I don't know who, who could pick a better job, but she has the best one, you know. And so I knew since I was a freshman that I wanted to go into sports broadcasting, but I didn't really do, you know, much about it. Like I didn't go and, you know, report on anything in high school. And I really just basically when I was choosing a major at Sonoma, I was like, okay, so if I want to go into sports broadcasting, what major should I be in? And they said communications. And that's exactly what I did. <laughs> awesome. So did you encounter any obstacles or frustrations with your studies? And how did you get through those challenges to become as successful as you are today? Yeah, you know, a lot of my challenges stemmed from being a student athlete. And that was, you know, the case of having practice for five hours a day, and also trying to fit in the comms classes and the classes that I needed and wanted, you know, because there, I, I wanted to take more than one semester of SSU TV, but my softball schedule just wouldn't allow it. So I only got one year of SSU TV under my belt, which was a little frustrating. Um, but it ended up turning out to be such a positive because the only class, the one of the classes that never in that never interfered with any of my practice, any of my practices or games was the newspaper. So I ended up writing for the newspaper for three or four semesters. And when I graduated and went on to get my um, master's degree, I was way ahead of a lot of my classmates because of those three or four semesters I did. I took writing for the newspaper. So one of like my frustrations was I wasn't able to take SSU TV, but I truly think that writing for the newspaper helped me even more in my career than probably SSU TV did because broadcasting at the very, you know, basic level is writing and, and that is exactly what I did for, for um, the newspaper, for Star. Yeah, it's wonderful that you made the best of a situation that wasn't necessarily what you planned because it all worked out in the end, clearly. Exactly. It really did all work out. <laughs> so tell us about your current job. I um, am a multimedia journalist and co-host for a high school sports show that airs here in the Bay Area. It's called 49ers Cal High Sports. Um, it's owned by the 49ers, obviously, with um, like 50% 49ers, 50% my boss, whose name is Robert Bronstein, who started Cal High Sports 18 years ago. So it's been like his thing and then the Niners came in and bought it but um I'm basically I co-host the show so I sit at the anchor desk and I talk about games and kids and and all the really fun stuff you know that I that my job entails and then I also go out and I shoot highlights for whatever sport my boss sends me to so I can go to a Tuesday night volleyball game and then a Wednesday afternoon lacrosse game like I, I could just basically 
basically my job is going all over the Bay Area and, and covering high school sports um, at all, you know, both, both male and female sports. Um, and lastly, one of the bigger parts of my jobs as well is I tell um, feature stories on high school athletes. So I go and, you know, somebody will email me and say, hey, there's this um, Paralympic athlete at Christopher High School. She's, you know, could be, you know, the next really great Paralympic star. She has one leg, you know, and I, I'll go out to, to Christopher High School and I'll interview her. I'll get video of her and I'll put it all together in like this beautiful, you know, package. Like a lot of times you see, you know, like ESPN 30 for 30 and, and stuff like that. And so basically when it comes down to it, I am in charge of producing anywhere between six to 10 minutes of the hour long show. That sounds really exciting and like a really detailed job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. And it's all, you know, it's all stuff I learned from, from my graduate program as well. Like it's like, it's, it's crazy how much it, it um, transferred over. Do you want to tell us about your graduate program? Yeah. Yeah. So um, by the time I graduate, I was like at my, I was in a junior at Sonoma and I decided I wanted, I wanted to pursue a master's degree in just straight up broadcast journalism, you know? So comms is a little bit more, you know, broad. You can do a lot of things with just a comms degree. Well, my master's degree is in, it's a, mas it's a master of science in broadcast and digital journalism. And I have an emphasis in sports communications. And so when I was a junior at Sonoma, I was like, I think I want to get a master's degree. And Believe it or not, Amy G came to one of my classes just to kind of guest speak, you know, just to, like ask questions. And of course, I'm like raising my hand in the back every like three seconds. She's like, <laughs> okay, Aubrey, again, like what's, what's your next question? And, you know, my, one of my questions was, you know, do I pursue a, 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 an advanced degree in this or should I just go straight into the workforce, start interning, like work from the ground up? And she said, literally verbatim, if you can get into one of the three best schools in the nation, then yes, get your advanced degree. But if you don't get into those three schools, it's like start from the bottom, just start working. Cause it's no, there's no use in going to a, you know, a, a school that's not, you know, known for its, its, um, its broadcast program. And so that's what I did. I applied to the two best schools, which is um, Syracuse University, the Newhouse School, and um, Arizona State University, the Walter Cronkite School. So I, I applied to both of them. I got into both of them, and it was a really, really tough decision, but I, I think Newhouse is just a little bit more prestigious. So I went all the way over to Syracuse and in upstate New York and, and got my, um, my master's degree there, which was a grueling, grueling, um, I think it ended up being like 15 months. Um, but I came out a winner. So. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you were very committed to this dream. I, you know, as much as I feel like I was committed, I just do this thing where once I, you know, like make up my mind, you know, I just kind of kept going with it. You know, every, like I never, like, I think one of my downfalls as well is I never even thought of another thing I could do. You know, when I was at Sonoma, I had elective credits left 
and I loved math. So all of those electives, you know, where like kids are like trying to like do the, like the easiest, you know, classes. I was, I took up to calculus three. Just, Goodness. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I literally, I loved calculus. Oh my gosh. I loved it so much. It was my favorite class, but I, like I was saying, you know, I just thought that I wanted to be a sports broadcaster. And so, you know, I just took, I just went along with it. You know, I never really thought about any other things that I could have done, but obviously I made the right choice. It was ended up being, ended up being good that I stuck with what I did. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So do you find the job market for your major to be competitive? Yes. One of the most competitive, if not the most competitive designated market areas are ranked from one to like 150 and the whole country is just d divvied up. So the number one market is obviously New York. Number two, probably LA. And then the Bay Area where we are is number six usually. When you go to, you know, when you get down to market like 130, maybe those jobs are a little less competitive because um, you're obviously going to get paid a lot less because there are a lot of times the cost of living in that area is low. Um, and, you know, if it's going to snow for eight months out of the year, you probably don't want to live there, especially if you didn't grow up there, you know? <laughs> and so when you get to this DMA, which is six or so, you're going to have, you know, 30 people applying for one job. So we just had, um, at the show, we just had a job open up um, back at the end of September, early October, I think. And um, we had 180 applicants. Oh my it gosh. Open, it was only open for three days. Awesome. So it's very competitive, but sounds very rewarding for that competition. <laughs> a lot of, and a lot of times about our job or this career, it's all about the opportunity, right? So like I said, one job opens up and you have to be ready to apply for it. You have to have, you know, not only do you need your resume, you need a resume reel, you need, you know, references, and you have to have all of those on deck for when a job opens up. You know what I mean? So you have to constantly be refreshing it because, you know, a job will only be open for maybe a week, you know, and you have to be ready to apply for it right then and there. Wow. Yeah. And, you know, I just have one last thing. Uh, mm -hmm. What advice do you have for our listeners? Just parting words you could leave us with. Yeah. So um, in reference to my last thing, my, my hands down, anytime somebody asks me, what's your advice trying to break into this? It's be ready for the opportunity. You have to be ready for the opportunity. And if that means going out and, you know, putting together a resume reel, that obviously won't go anywhere. It's just for the resume reel. Like you have to be just on top of working hard, you know, getting um, just, even though, even though someone's not telling you to do something, do it. You know, like when you're at Sonoma and you get that random thing that just says, oh, hey, there's a, you know, movie being shot like down the street, like who wants to be a PA? Like it's saying yes to that. You know, it's saying yes to, to all the opportunities for no pay. I know it's all no pay, but saying yes <laughs> to all of those opportunities when they get, when they're open, because they will do nothing but help you. Like you will never waste your time going to some, you know, random, random thing that, you know, your teacher told you to, to go to, you know, that was a lot of my 
my um, program at Syracuse is, aside from it being a crazy, really, really hard program where your teachers are demanding a lot of you, I was interning for three or four separate, you know, teams. So I was like, I was like an intern at Lemoyne College, which is right down the street from Syracuse. I was writing for scout.com, which only covered Syracuse football and basketball. I was also writing for the Newhouse Network. And I was, um, I was out by myself and just grabbing my camera and doing like a live shot or a stand-up somewhere, you know? And when I, by the time I graduated from Syracuse, I had a full resume reel. And a lot of my classmates didn't because they didn't do, you know, all the extra work, you know, that I, that I was doing, not to toot my own horn, but. No, but you took the initiative and that sounds like what it's all about is you need to take the initiative and push yourself to get ahead. Yes. Literally take initiative, do it all. Um, I have a, um, a really close friend that I graduated with um, from Sonoma. His name was Tommy Call. I'll tell you a little bit about him. So he basically did the, I did the grad school lane and he just went straight into interning and the workforce and all that. So not only was he at Sonoma getting his degree, he was also interning for 95.7 in the city. He ended up um, interning, interning, I think it was a paid internship with NBC Sports. And he was also writing for the Press Democrat, you know, so he was doing, you know, while I was getting my degree, he was, you know, going this way. And he, you know, like we both basically ended up in the same place, you know, because he just worked and worked. He worked like probably 60 hours a week at the minimum, you know, and it might've just been logging games at, at NBC sports, but he was working, he was getting, he was showing face, he was getting out there. Now he has his own podcast and it's just like, it's, it's really cool. Cause I get to talk to him, you know, and we're just like, we took you know, two separate paths, but we all came together. We're still covering Bay Area sports. So it's really, it's really cool. Awesome. Well, thank you so much. I really enjoyed talking to you and getting to know exactly how you got from where me and many of my fellow students are to where you are now. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, I'm still so young. I'm in my like third year of my career, you know, like, and there's still probably a lot more, but I think, you know, I could really, you know, people could listen to me because I'm just, I'm still so new into this. And I'm still, you know, on my way towards, you know, goals and whatnot. Yeah. It's still, you're still a relatable person to talk to because you've been in the field for a few years and you're successful, but you're still young. And most of our listeners are looking for advice and you yes. know exactly how they feel. Well, exactly. thank you so much. You're welcome, Callie. Thank you for having me. Our final interview is with Stephanie Garber, the New York Times bestselling author of the Caravel series. All right, Stephanie, we are recording. So how did you come to Sonoma State in the first place? Um, so I, I haven't thought about this in a while because <laughs> um, it was a long time ago, but um, I grew up in Northern California. So I'm originally from Stockton and I didn't really want to go far away. I, um, I, I'm close to my family and I looked at like some other schools like San Jose State um, specifically because I'd heard they'd had a great communications program um, but then I visited Sonoma and it was just such a gorgeous school like I fell in love with the campus and I, I still love that campus and that area I think 
um, Roanoke Park and all of Sonoma County is just such a great place. So um, I really liked it there and I didn't want to go too far away. I also, I mean, to be completely honest, liked that it was a state school so I could go to school and not come out in debt. <laughs> and I think that was important to me, especially since I am someone who veers towards like wanting to pursue things like the art. So it just, it was a really practical choice, but I also really liked the school. I thought they also had very cool housing. It kind of had everything I wanted and it just fit, I think, with me personality-wise. Wonderful. So tell us a little bit about who you are and what your accomplishments are. Oh gosh. Um, so I am the, I am a white young adult author of, um, I have one fantasy series that's published. Um, it's the Caraval series. It has three books, Caraval, Legendary, Finale. They've been translated in over 25 languages. My books have been on the New York Times bestseller list um, and on international bestseller lists. Um, and they're really fun, I think. <laughs> well, you can't be the only one who thinks they're fun if they're so successful. <laughs> so when did you know what career you wanted to pursue and what experiences helped you decide what you wanted to do? I always loved writing and I really wanted to write, but graduating from high school, um, I graduated from high school in the 90s. So different world. Internet was like not a thing where you went to for information. And so I remember uh, really not knowing how to get published. It wasn't information I could figure out. I didn't have contacts. I didn't know anyone. And so I decided not to pursue it and being an author just didn't seem like a practical career. So I went to Sonoma State and majored in communications. I thought I wanted to go into journalism. I learned a lot about it, realized I didn't want to go into journalism. And so I actually didn't pursue any type of writing after college. I had a different career. Um, I really liked college. And so I got a master's in higher education and with an emphasis in college and student affairs so that I could work in the co-curricular. So that was what I came out of Sonoma State wanting to do um, was to just basically stay in college. <laughs> and um, so I did that for a couple of years and it was really not a fit for me. And that's when I decided to pursue writing. I think when I was younger, I always knew I wanted to do it, but I was really afraid to do it. And I didn't have the resources to figure out how to do it. So it was kind of a roundabout path. Does that make sense? <laughs> oh, absolutely. So how did you come upon the resources to publish a book? So it was a hobby at first. Um, and like, I think I started writing around 2008 and I had another job and I really loved writing and I wanted, I, you know, I don't know when I became serious about it exactly, but I just knew I loved it. And at one point I was like, I want to do this full time. So I want to get paid to do this because then I can keep doing it. It was actually quite a journey because I, I was working at a different college at the time and I had asked people in the English department, people who, you know, might know a lot, like, how do you get published? And no one really knew what to say. I didn't know any authors. Um, and someone had suggested the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. It's SCBWI for short. And whenever anyone tells me they want to write, if it's young adult, middle grade, picture books, I always recommend the Society for Children's Book Writers and Illustrators. It's a really excellent resource um, before, I don't know if they're doing them now because everything has gone virtual, but they used to have, like they have regional conferences and then they have annual conferences where people come from all over the U.S. and attend. And so I learned a lot about publication through that. 
Um, I learned a lot about getting an agent. I, I actually met my agent there, even though that's not how she became my agent. Joining that society was helpful to me for like making friends, connecting with other writers, learning how to write. I also found out so much online. Like that was probably where I had so many resources um, because like the main thing, if you want to be a traditionally published author, um, self-publishing is a really valid option. And I know a lot of people who do it and are really happy. Um, that wasn't the route I wanted to go because I, I like the idea of having traditional publisher, of having an editor. I don't like to make all the decisions on my own. So I'm like, let's get a team. Um, and if you want to be traditionally published, you need to find an agent. And there are tons of resources for that online. So I really, you know, when I first started writing, it was kind of the heyday of blogging. And so I followed tons of blogs by agents and people in the industry. And I read a lot and, you know, I just really connected um, that way. So it was a lot of, you know, going to conferences that I could afford. Um, and I went to a lot of, oh, the other thing was I did a lot of book signings. Like, you know, there's two parts to publishing and it is learning how the publishing industry works and learning how to write well. And um, I will say that I feel like writing for publication is very different than what you're typically going to learn in an English course or even a creating traditional creative writing class because um, there are such different rules. So that's like reading a lot is a huge thing you have to do if you want to be a writer. Um, and I mean, if you want to be a writer, you probably love reading. So it's, I think it's one of the easier things <laughs> as opposed to like, I'm going to go to a conference. I'm going to go here. I'm going to meet people, which is kind of scary, but, um, writers, writers are a pretty awesome bunch. Ah, well, that was very informative. So tell us about being a number one New York times bestselling author. What's it like? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, you know, I'm, I'm really thankful for that. It's one of those things that I don't, I don't even know. Like, I feel very, very fortunate. I, I feel like my, um, it was, it was my, well, my second book was number one in the U S and I think my third book was number one in the UK. Um, and it's one of those things where it's really just readers getting behind something. And I feel like I have incredible readers, who really got behind the series and have been so supportive and they're so creative and fun and amazing. And I constantly hear, you know, online um, from so many people that are just like, I saw this book through Instagram, through Bookstagram, through people. And so I am just really, really, really thankful for all the readers who um, have been so excited about these books and have literally made that happen. <laughs> So how have you used your communications degree in writing and publishing a best-selling trilogy? Has your degree factored in to any extent? No, <laughs> no, it didn't. I, but I think it got me to where I needed to go. Um, I feel like my experience, like one of the things I remember hearing from someone when I was at Sonoma State was like, so much of what you learn by the time you graduate will be outdated information, but it's the process of learning that's really important and the process of finishing. So I think, you know, I learned, I took a class, um, it was about public speaking. And that was actually a really, that is the class that I have used the most um, because I've done a lot of public speaking now. And I, I still remember things I learned in that class and still use those things. And I feel like that really 
helped me a lot. Um, but so much of it is more just like, I think the overall experiencing experience of going to college, figuring out who I was doing all those things. Like it wasn't what like, you know, I graduated in, I think 2003 and Caravel was published in 2017. So there's a big gap, but you know, my, my degree in communications, my experience at Sonoma state got me to my next career path, which then got me to my next career path, which then got me here. So it's like a series of steps. So even though it wasn't like I have used that degree so directly, it, it started me on the path that ended up where I am. And so I feel like it was really, you know, a good part of it. And I think the other thing I learned was, you know, when I graduated from Sonoma State, I didn't quite know what I wanted to do. I wasn't sure. I wasn't very confident. I, I remember waffling a lot and realizing just looking back, like that's, that's not really how you get somewhere. Like you have to commit fully. And so when I went into the writing, I was like, I'm, I just was all in with it. And, um, there was just no plan B. I was just like, I'm putting, putting my all into this. And I think when I was in college, I, I didn't have something that I was putting my all into and it really kind of showed by the time I finished, which might be a terrible answer. And I'm sorry if that's like, no. ah, the worst. No, the whole point of this podcast is to get real experiences and it's completely valid to not be sure what you want to do after college, even after getting your degree, because as you told us and told us, not being sure what you want to do can still lead you to success. <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, and I wouldn't have taken a different path. Like I feel like, you know, part of writing is experiencing life. Um, and I felt like I had a great life experience um, when I was in college and I'm thankful for the other things I did and I'm thankful for where I'm at now. And, you know, it was, I, I feel like I learned, I learned a lot in college. Do you have any advice for our listeners? I mean, you've given us quite a bit of advice right now, but for Sonoma State students specifically, is there something you want to tell them or something you'd wish you'd known when you were a student, something you would have liked to have heard or something you would have done differently, just anything? I think my advice would probably be keep exploring until you find the thing that you can't walk away from. Wow, don't, that's very don't, profound. <laughs> don't pick a job because, you know, it's like, this is a stable job or I can get a job doing this or, you know, this, this seems like the most practical thing because the most practical thing I believe is the thing that you, you feel super passionate about. Um, because if you are really passionate about something, it's that drive that is going to push you to do everything you need to do to learn how to do it to get your foot in the door, to keep going, to excel. And so I think when it comes to figuring out a career, it's not a matter of deciding what you're gonna do, it's a matter of finding that thing that you really have to do. So my advice would be really for students, like if you haven't figured it out yet, keep exploring things, keep learning new things, talking to people. Um, and if you have found that thing, whether it's practical or not, um, my, my job is, not one that would typically be practical um, for a lot of people, but I, you know, and it took me years to get published, but I was determined. I, I was determined to persevere and to do whatever it took to make it work. And so um, my advice would be to find that thing you feel that way about and then just go for it all the way. So do you want to plug any of your upcoming projects? 
Ooh, well, my next project hasn't been announced. Um, <laughs> I have another book that's coming out next year, but we we're not announcing it just that's yet. Valid. Um, so I do, you know, if you like young adult fantasy, if you like games, mystery, romance, um, the Caraval series has been described as it's like going to Disneyland if all the rides hated you, which is one of my <laughs> favorite descriptions ever. Um, so those are the books I have out um, and the series is complete. And then in, I can't say when, but before the end of this year, we'll be announcing my new book that I'm super, super excited about. I also, oh, I probably should say this, um, that I did just, we did just come out with a um, collector's edition of the Caraval series. And it has a really pretty new cover. It's a really, really pretty book, but I'm really excited about the bonus material in the back. Um, and we included bonus material and we took, um, I write, I write like um, all sorts of like by hand. And so we took like, we went through all my like original journals and took out like early drafts of my outlines and early character sketches and early scenes. And we put those in the back of the book. Um, so I talk about my writing process in there. You get like early sneak peeks at my terrible writing. Um, uh -huh. There are like, there's an alternate ending. Um, there's also a sneak peek of my next book. So um, that did, that did just actually come out a week ago. So that's, oh wow. Some, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's a book that's been out, but it's been redone. And um, I think it's actually a really fun book. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Everything you've told us today has been super helpful and informative. And I love that you came out not knowing exactly what you wanted to do. And today you are so successful along the way you used your experiences to get what you want. Thanks for having me. I, I hope it was helpful. And um, I, yeah, I just, thanks for reaching out. It was fun to chat and it was fun to think back on Sonoma because I loved it there. Let's close with takeaways from our fabulous interviews. Now, since this episode was longer than they usually are, I've decided to keep takeaways brief for you. First, even if you have an idea of what career you want to pursue, keep in mind that you should still take time to come up with a clear vision of what you really want to do. Make sure you explore plenty of avenues before committing to your ultimate goal, so you can be sure you select a career that suits your interests and skills. Second, once you decide what you want to do, don't be afraid to commit to your goals. Setting goals for yourself helps you stay on the path you chose. And if the career path you initially create for yourself isn't right for you, be willing to look into other careers and make new goals for yourself so you could be both successful and happy. Finally, if you end up doing work that doesn't directly relate to your degree, that's okay. You'll learn a lot of valuable information at Sonoma State regarding life in the career world and the work you do for your degree is priceless. You gain more than just the skills you signed up for. Don't forget, internships are key. Experience is important. All employers like applicants with experience. How do you get experience? Internships. Thanks for listening. Check back this time next week for the next installment of the SSU Career Chat. <laughs>